The views on this podcast are only the views of the people expressing them, even though they're right, you fuckers. Oh yeah, we also curse. Yeah, we're probably going to talk a lot about I was going to be like, so, feminism and where it intersects with issues that men interact with. And this is going to be a big feminism thing. And I was going to watch you go all adorable about that. But that opening question is kind of rough. And... Oh, well, with feminism, that's a lot easier to speak Well, about. yeah, because it's not your emotion. <laughs> But I don't think people are going to come here and want to well, hear of just an angry fe- two angry feminists. So that would be a hilarious podcast concept. I'll, I'll, pull, I'll put a poll. Would you like to hear a podcast called Two Angry Feminists? With just talking about feminism, one being a guy and... <laughs> guy feminists and girl feminists. Woman feminists and male feminists. Intersectional feminism. It's a thing. It should be the only thing. Anything that's not intersectional feminism isn't feminism. There. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Right. It's something to dig into. And gays and large complicated things that we can save for another angry feminist podcast. Um, <clears throat> like, we, we could probably rant about angry feminist things forever. <laughs> But we're not here to rant about feminism. Spoilers, people! Guess what we're gonna do? And... We're gonna talk about feminism. This is literally all my fault, but I'm passing the buck to Noelle because she put this little thing in my mind and I couldn't get it out. I refuse to take the blame well, you for this. Almost podcast. titled the podcast until you actually said we should get people's ideas on the title first. Look, I thought it would be a good idea to make sure we we were on point with our message. And one of my friends I met through the Renaissance Festival community came up with a better name, which is why we are we all have an X chromosome. Thank you, Emma Taylor. You are awesome. Yes, thank you, Emma. Basically, what really spurred this on with the idea for actually getting Noelle to deal with this is because of that little last part about the Another Angry Feminist podcast. I went through and I took one of the photos of Noelle because she models, and I basically put those words over the photo when I sent it to Noelle, and she was like, you better get permission from the person that took that photo before you use it. I, um, the photo in question was take, I'm sure it will end up on a page somewhere. Um, with credit to Munchkin, I'm still going to shout out Munchkin photography and my high school friend, Heather Simcoe, who took the picture and cued the post coaching and did such an amazing job with it that Bill thought, Hey, this would be a really good, thing to use as cover art for a podcast which is why we're here i'm shamelessly plugging everybody just deal with it
we'll be plugging everybody that we can plug because really what it comes down to is that we did get a lot of good opening feedback for this. For example, I still podcast. This is not my only podcast. Um, in fact, this podcast is taking over a podcast that I did called Vicarious Identity. One of my guests from that, who I would say is like a hardcore feminist, but also she she plays someone evil, but she's a nice person on TV, so to speak. Um, Gretchen, she was, I gave her the podcast name and she's like, I like it, but it doesn't fit. And when she went through and said that, I was like, okay, people are, were either saying that's a great name or it doesn't fit. And she was one of the ones that on my side said it doesn't fit. Um, so shout out to her in that case too. Let me ask you a question, Noel. Oh boy. Here we go. You were, at first when I mentioned this, you were very much good luck with that, but you decided to actually stick with this idea. Why did you decide that you wanted to stick with this idea for the podcast? Oh, yes. For the most part, I'm sticking with this because I don't think you can sucker anyone else into doing it with you. That could be that would be a fair assessment. I put the idea in your head. You're not going to get anybody else to run with it with you. So I guess I'm honestly, if it wasn't you, it probably would never exist. And I couldn't think of anybody else to do it with other than you. Even though I hate my voice, both the podcast hosts hate their voice. Even though one of their voices is charming and one of their voices sound like it's coming out from a gutter in the back streets of Boston. That one's mine. Really? You don't sound that bad, I promise. <laughs> Basically, the idea that you'll be listening to for the future for the podcast is we're going to try to go through and talk about things that have come up in feminism, either through social media, through news reports, things of that nature. They're gonna, we're going to try to keep them topic-based, but we're also going to be trying to bring guests on to help, uh, help us talk about it. Because if it's just me and Noel all the time, we're not showing the full base of what is out there for feminism and it because it affects all of us yes there's a lot of things out in this wide and terrible world that need to be addressed particularly um, on the issue of elevating voices that generally get drowned out in mainstream media a podcast is a wonderful venue for those voices and those stories to be heard and to be appreciated uh, we wouldn't be here without these people who are the unsung heroes of the feminist movement, of the LGBTQ movement, all of that. So that's my goal, is to make sure we are highlighting the real heroes and not the trendy heroes. Exactly, because one of the things, one of the reasons I'm doing this myself has to do with how... There's a large sect of men who do not understand feminism and how it affects male movements. Um, there is a lot of toxic masculinity in the world, and just the Gillette ad, just to point that out. The Gillette ad, you had the two sides. You had, okay, I see exactly what the message you're going for. I understand this. You're right. And then you have a bunch of guys destroying their razors saying, I'm never using Gillette again. Which is ridiculous. 
I'm on the first side. But there's things that I want to be able to highlight for not only feminism, but good examples of non-toxic masculinity that I somehow feel that don't get highlighted in regards to that. Because for you need non-toxic masculinity to work hand-in-hand with feminism, because deep down it is all feminism. You're seeing both sides of the issue for the two prominent genders, I would say. That's probably a bad word to phrase because there's many genders out there. It really boils down to the feminine aspects and the masculine aspects, and both aspects have their issues, but both aspects need to be highlighted in their positive aspects on how it portrays for the for society. There are a lot of misconceptions about how feminism is is there to uplift men. Um and the Gillette ad fiasco. I'm calling it a fiasco only because there were a bunch of whiny children and not because Gillette is suffering. Uh one wit from their commitment to pointing out that dude, don't do so, do don't do shit that's creepy. That's really all the ad was about. Don't do shit that's creepy and don't be an asshole. <sighs> But apparently that's too much for some guys, and they are not okay with living in a world where being an asshole is frowned upon. It's okay to just creep along after after women willy nilly and grab their butts at work. Let's let's. I don't know why you want to live in that world, um, and I don't know how. Well, I know how the man, the patriarchy, has set up feminism to be the enemy there's air quotes uh because it threatens the power structure by which both by which everybody is controlled and manipulated and channeled and shoved into boxes and managed now that we're pointing out that some behaviors are inappropriate the people who have gotten everything they've wanted in life by using those behaviors and maltreating people are upset because we're calling them on their bullshit now that we're pointing out that things don't need to be gendered, like pants, or clothes in general, or makeup, or all of these other things. Bathrooms don't need to be gendered. Zero percent of the people who go into a bathroom on a regular basis in public want to cause trouble. They really just want to take a shit. There are, there are predators... And the sign on the door is not going to In stop fact, that. In fact, when Massachusetts was trying to slightly go through and work on rewriting their bathroom bill this last election cycle to try to counter that, the side that was opposed to that put out this advertisement basically saying there could be predators in the bathroom. But after they lost, they were like, well, we just made up that because there's no – that's not a thing. We just made it up to try to scare people to vote it out, vote our way. Yeah, it it really isn't. And anyone with sense knows it isn't. However, there are people who are afraid of things being pointed out to them. Because that's all that is. Transgender people have existed forever. Non-binary people have existed forever. We just are acknowledging them. And now people are all scared. And I don't know why. Just pass the toilet paper. Um, I think one of the reasons that people are afraid 
is because we're now putting names to things that we didn't know were names. Um, I'll be honest, I fought the idea of being called cisgendered for like the longest time because I didn't want a label applied to me. And then I started going through the realization that it wasn't about a label being applied to me. It was more of a way to go through and help others realize where on the spectrum of various uh, gender and things of that nature apply. And in the long run, it helps out everybody. That makes sense. The it's it's just weird. Maybe it's because of the worlds that I move in that a lot of this stuff seems really bizarre to me. Anyone who listened to the uh, Vicarious Identity podcast in which you talk to me about all of the weird things that I do. I work at the Renaissance Festival, two different ones. The Renaissance Festival circuit has been, well, at least from a vendor perspective, we've got some shit that we need to cover about rent fairs and sexism and grossness and how not to be shitty. But that's that's a different day. Um, but moving in these circles, we have more of the non-traditional people and non-traditional relationships and non-traditional presentations because we're moving, a, a lot of the circuit rennies are moving so much throughout the year and they're moving together in groups that they feel safe to be themselves. We had a wonderful incident this past season with somebody coming out to the the vendors group and being like, so this is a thing. I want to start looking at girl clothes. Where can I shop? That it's not going to be weird. And of course, without hesitation, I said, come to my shop. We don't care. We put corsets on everybody. Corsets are a gender neutral garment. Yes, they make curvy things happen, but Historically, corsets have been worn by men and women. It doesn't matter. It just depends on the cut. So we'll, I've put corsets on queens. I've put corsets on women with aftermarket parts. I've put corsets on all natural women. I've helped women who've had mastectomies. All of it. All bodies. All shapes, all sizes, all types. You come in the shop, you want a corset, you're my customer. Which is really weird working in the mundane world because mundane humans are strange. You know, they have weird hangups and religious quirks and a lot of them are busybodies and think that they need to inflict their morality on other people. So dealing with normal people is a little frustrating sometimes. Which is one of the reasons why we have this podcast to hopefully make people realize that they need to get over it. I don't think we're going to be in uh, we're going to be accomplishing massive things like okay America as a society get the fuck over yourself it's a toilet we all have them at home or it's a human being leave it alone these are things I don't think this podcast is going to solve but we can try hey I I have hey this podcast as you pointed out to me is serious business. If we're not thinking big, and I want to, I want to give this, I want to give a shout out to Noel here. I was just going to do this podcast as a serious podcast to get message across and things of that nature because I feel that I need to actually like put my money where my mouth is and try to actually do something. 
And I mentioned it being a serious in that respect. And next thing you know, Noel's like, this and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, thinking, hold up, but no, don't hold up because you're making this as like business and I like it, but I just didn't expect with your slight hesitation at the beginning to go through with this. There's one aspect that you'll notice the graphics for the podcast. When we were going through and like putting together the logos and things like that, Noel comes to me and says, Hey Bill, I got a quote for the logo. And I'm like, okay, what is it? Thinking that she had a quote for the logo itself. And she said, $50. I'm like, wait, what? What? And then she explained that she got a quote to have someone actually do our logos. And I'm like, oh, yes, I have no problem having a professional do our logos. <laughs> yes, thank you, Ilea. Your logo is beautiful and we love it. We are going to do whatever we can to try to get this to actually work on helping society. And we need your help and not just we we want people to be involved with the podcast um feel free to comment on our social media feel free to write us um we and just go through if you want to go through and help us uh we're going to be putting up things such as patreons and things like that because we want to give a quality product to the masses so it could spread and the message could spread further just to have a positive voice for feminism and at the same time calling people on their shit. I'm super gonna be the one calling people on their shit. And she's the reason we super have an explicit tag on this podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. If I get angry, I swear And I'm I'm too lazy I'm too lazy to bleep out all the shit's ass and all those things are vulgar. Uh, it would sound like Bill's having a conversation with R2-D2. And while that's probably hilarious, it's going to not get the point across. Um, so this is your one content warning. I listen to some other podcasts and some of them do a disclaimer at the beginning of every episode. And we may end up having to do that depending on feedback because some people are dumb and will complain about shit that we've warned you about, especially with the explicit tag. and in the case of these other podcasts, humor. So I, I listen to true, true crime, true crime comedy podcasts. And some people are offended by the comedy part of the true crime comedy podcast and complain instead of just going, I probably won't like that and not listening. So we'll probably end up doing this disclaimer. Uh, Hi, my name's Noel. I swear a lot. If you are offended by women saying, fuck, uh, vote Republican or don't vote at all, but I'm going to swear anyway. Please vote. Everybody go out and vote. Um, unless you're determined to drag society backwards. And then if you're one of those people, you probably don't listen to me say fuck um, on this podcast. So whatever. I don't care. You don't want to be convinced. We're also going to go through and make other announcements in between Our first true episode is going to be in March because I go to school and I need to focus on my writing course. What we, you can do if you want to write us, to ask us things, uh, just go contact us at, 
If you use email, write us. The ad email address is write us at xchromosomepodcast.com. We did go through and get a domain. Right now, it's just a glorified forwarder to the podcast page and to various email addresses. Um, we're active on social media on Facebook. We do our Facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash we all have an X chromosome. We post updates. We post notes. Um, when we get the Patreon, we'll be posting uh, links to the Patreon because we're getting that squared away because we want to still go through and get uh, quality and everything of that nature. Um, yeah, please write, like, and subscribe. Uh, rate and review. I'm trying to think of all of the other things we're supposed to tell you to do besides please talk to us. Um, we're really going to get sick of talking to each other. If you know someone who would be an awesome guest, and I'm talking about perspectives of color, perspectives of gender, perspectives of all that kind of awesome, awesome shit, please hook us up. Those are the people we want. Those are the stories we need to elevate. Um, I've got a list of stuff to get started on. Um, but it is Black History Month. And Black History Month is for the rest of us dumbasses who don't know this shit. Um, I've been sharing a lot of uh, grumpy stuff to the Facebook page for the podcast. But I have also been um, trying to include at least one a day important feminism or queer LGBT article about the black people who have been fighting longer than so many of the rest of us without without black activism we wouldn't have any activism and we need to recognize that and the podcast officially starts starts in women's history month even though like black history month and women's history month it's all history so it's all important but we do a lot of communication through the facebook um, I have been called out as a writer of sorts, um, even though I disagree with that. Uh, but I will go through and write. Um, I'm, I will go through and write updates in a long form about what's going on with the podcast itself on the social media. So go through there. Um, but to echo that, we would like to get people on. We will go through and pull our friends that are hardcore feminists or have things to say until we get more people that realize that, hey, I want to say things with those two. And just contact us. We will see what we can about getting you booked. Um, we have a, somewhat of a schedule. Um, fair schedule is going to be a little bit tougher um, we're going to be doing a lot of episodes that we're going to pre-record because Noelle, um, fair serious business, and she is going to be running around like a chicken with her head cut off most of the time. Um, so we're going to be doing like heavily topicked episodes a lot during fair season, but I also don't want to go insane editing them. So we're going to try to get um, guest co-hosts during that time. But speaking of fair... Oh, this shit. This makes me 
This is a this is a little bit of an example of what you might be getting the episode. So, Noel, um, you went through and you showed me an article yesterday about something that's going on with the Minnesota uh, Renaissance Festival. Yes, um, and this is some shit, and I'm, I'm fucking pissed. Um. The article I am beginning the discussion with is from ABC5 Eyewitness News from the Minneapolis area. So these are the local news people. Um, the video attached to the article, which I'm sure will end up posted somewhere, because I have someone yep. to do that for me. Uh, with, or the video attached to the article uh, originally aired June 18th, 2018. The byline on this on the article is August 29th, 2018. Several women allege their continued employment employment at the Minnesota Renaissance Festival was contingent upon agreeing to sexual favors with Carr Hagerman, the fair's artistic director who is accused of criminal sexual conduct, according to new court documents, new as of August 29th. In one of Tuesday's filings, prosecutors say they intend to seek an aggravated sentence for Hagerman due to the violent nature in which the defendant sexually assaulted the victim and treated her with particular cruelty. Another filing details accounts from several women who say Hagerman used his leverage as a contract negotiator to force festival employees into unwanted sexual encounters. Now, this, there's more shit in this, but if I keep reading it, I'm gonna just flip my shit. It just, the the more I read it, the more I want to This is where I go into the Saturday Night um, Live sketch when they had the Rock Obama, and I'm like, Noel, get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to be my anger interpreter? Because we're going to need one, because this is some fucking shit. One, people who work for Ren Fairs, this is their life. Especially if you're a vendor, and that's what the art director is in charge of. Or you're a performer, which sometimes the art director is also in charge of. This is your goddamn job. This is how you feed your family. This is how you feed yourself. This is how you keep your shit together. And this guy was using it. I can't even. I'm so angry about it. It's not just Hollywood. It's literally fucking everywhere, people. This Me Too, Time's Up, all of it. Everywhere. We can't just call out the big fancy people. We got to find it in our communities and we got to kill it there. It's not just a Hollywood problem. When she showed me the article yesterday, I was like, holy shit, really? Come on. Uh, And I'm like, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Um, But I want to point out because not about the article, but the other side of this podcast, um, something that I stumbled upon yesterday because I want to point out things that are positive reinforcement for non-toxic masculinity. Um, and I spoke to Noelle about this too, because she's seen it too. There's a comedian named Haha Davis. I stumbled upon this, uh, it turns out to be his, from his Instagram. There was a woman who was having to 
pay for her gas with pennies. One of his, uh, I didn't, they don't give the name of the other comedian, but he told Haha this while they were at the gas station. And his immediate thing was, all right, let me get out of my car and go to this woman and just hand her money. Like he was, it's from the sound, from the sound of it, it wasn't like a small bit of money just to cover her gas. It was a, a big deal. Um, and he's like, look, don't pay, don't worry about paying me back. Just pay it forward. We're all family. Um, talk. <sighs> Um, that was some good shit. It was some work. I'm very sensitive. Um, <laughs> talking about it and watching, I start crying. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Crying is good. You're allowed. To, I'm the one with no feelings. Therefore, you have to have all of them. I have all the feels because I'm Hufflepuff. Uh, um, but uh, I was like thinking like that could have been my mom. And um, later on turned out because I wanted to actually like um, find the specific video on Instagram so I could go through and post that. I got it through BuzzFeed when I saw it, but I didn't want to give BuzzFeed, even though BuzzFeed credited his Instagram, I wanted to go through and find the particular Instagram post and give it directly to him. Um, But it turns out the woman did a follow-up video saying um, she was able to pay that, pay for the gas, she was able to get her family groceries, her son needed a jacket for winter, and that was able to help her get the jacket for her son. Um, So it was an example of I have this, let me do what I can. And um, just little things like that need to be highlighted. Because there's not enough of it. Yes, we need to, we need to talk about good shit. No. Are you okay? You don't sound okay. Are you okay? Are feels. you in your feels? Are you I in your Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff feels? Um, You're in your Hufflepuff feels. Okay, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of memes out there. We all know the meme: the four saints of non-toxic masculinity, and it's uh, Mister Rogers, Bob Ross, Steve Irwin, and yeah. I think Captain Rogers um, as Chris Evans, but. You're not being the person Mr. Rogers believed you could be. That's kind of been a thing um, ever since we, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe gave us the precious problematic cinnamon roll that is Captain America. Because dude's got some issues. We'll go into that later. Um, but goddamn does he love his friend. Um and that's a problem. Their their relationship causes shit in the movies. We all know what that is. Um, but not as much as 
Tony Stark's dad issues and watching that happen was pretty awesome too. Um, that's a whole like episode of me gushing about examples in media and sport and all that entertainment of how to be a cool, how to be a manly man. And, and we're going to get feelings. into all of those various topics, and we're um, going to try to give you as much advanced warning as possible, because we know people have things to say about these things. If you have negative things to say, go fuck yourself. This is and not your they place might to be, speak. It might be used as fodder to make Noelle angry, because she is the Incredible Hulk of this podcast, and I am Hawkeye. <laughs> really? You just hang out in the background on your farm? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> That's your play. That's your play is you quietly get left out of movies. I know how to get out of the out way of, when left Hulk out of smashes. everything. <laughs> I that's fair. Um and I will I have been called I've been referred to as She-Hulk before. Uh because the what powers this engine is anger. She brings the anger. And I bring. I the am tears. angry all the time. The uh, the other comparison I get a lot is, "You're a Red Lantern, aren't you?" And it's like, "Yes, yes, I am." Um, she is. I'm the angry and judgmental. Of this podcast. We're gonna. <laughs> I'm the. I am a good kitty. I suppose that makes you the atrocitus of this podcast because they're you never see, not only... together. I, I know I know of this character. So, so I've never actually read anything. The only thing I've read about the Red Lantern was um, Dex's origin story, and I'm like, oh, what a good kitty. But the thing is, you've also mentioned you're either Red or Blue Lantern, and someone created up a Blue Lantern, which was basically a Corgi Blue Lantern. So <laughs> I was like, okay, she's Dex. I'm the Corgi. <laughs> Oh, well, here's a quick comic book lesson. Um, this may end up being, you know, bonus material. Um, Blue Lantern Corps, uh, beginning in two 2007, is when they began. Um, they're sort of the answer. They were from the Rage of the Red Lantern's plotline is where they got started. Their, their hope, as from everything I can read, I'm going to get... I'm gonna get so many fucking nerds up my up He's my ass us. about this. It's starting with my my partner, um, who is in fact staring at me right now. Like, are we seriously talking your, about your this? Your spouse could write us. Like, yes, so we you're share seriously it all talking with about the masses. Um, <laughs> Bill says, write the show. Um, but it's just a they're the they're they symbolize hope. They buff people. Um, for Star Wars nerds, they're kind of the Bastille of Sean of the uh, Lantern Corps. They do Healy shit. They fucking buff people's ability. Um, all shall be well. And then the Red Lanterns are Hulk Smash. And that so describes I've got two modes. Podcast. I'm either super helpful Jeez, or <laughs> I'm rage everything. <laughs> Off, off, this off screen, she's super helpful and she buffs everything. On yes, screen, Hulk um, smash. We should try to figure out some type God, of outro. outro. Why, yeah, like, like when we're done. We have music for this. No, no, I'm talking about when we're actually done talking. So it's oh. not like an abrupt 
Uh, like that. That's all for this week. She's a Red Lantern. I'm a Red Lantern. I'm a Hufflepuff, or something like that. Um, she's still a she's still She Hulk. I'm still a Hufflepuff, <laughs> and we all have an X chromosome. Yeah, something like that. Or I'm still She Hulk. I'm still a Hufflepuff. We all have an X chromosome. <laughs> something like that. And, we'll you know, what, the things we reference will change every week <laughs> yeah, based on what the hell we talk about, and except you're always a Hufflepuff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> unless we could go through, unless there's nothing that we can really reference. Uh, um, but and then we'll have a default set up for that. Um, I like, because I, I like the uh, She-Hulk thing better than Lawful Evil, because as much as you call yourself Lawful Evil, it's more like uh, chaotic neutral. <laughs> I'm not chaotic. I will follow the rules and I will ram them down your throat. All right, lawful neutral. <laughs> I'll also peel you with a vegetable peeler if you fuck up. Well, that's about the law. You peel it, but so yeah, still same thing. But that's evil. <laughs> Torture is evil. <laughs> that's punishment. It's not evil. Um, see, this is what's going to go on the behind the scenes part. <laughs> What um, is discussing my alignment? Yeah. I've been lawful evil forever. Uh, all right. Um, I'll say um, so. Tune in until we get the next podcast, which will be in March. Um, until then, I'm a Hufflepuff, and you could say I'm a She Hulk, and I'm like, see you later, and cut it or something like that. I mean, we should totally just leave it in like this. <laughs> this is how we ended for the awkward bullshit first intro thing. So, yeah, we're awkward. Hi. We're awkward. We're going to cut this like a thousand times. I'm sure, let's do it. We're gonna be like, this is all bullshit. Because this is the intro, this is how we're cutting it. Good night, folks. Shamelessly, not only will we shamelessly plug people here, we'll be shamelessly. Ugh, I can't say the word shameless. Uh, <laughs> uh, we should probably practice because that was terrible. Stephen, cut that out. <laughs> uh,